0: Right back with Libby's Nimer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown.
1: Yesterday on Palm Sunday, 45 people were murdered during two explosions at Coptic churches in the Egyptian cities of Alexandria and Tanta. ISIS has claimed responsibility for what's being called the deadliest terror attacks carried out by the terrorist organization in Egyptian territory. Egyptian President Abdel Fattah el Sisi has ordered an increase to security in public areas and declared a three month state of emergency as people bury the dead from these attacks yesterday. Security and terror expert Ross McLean joins me on the line. Hi, Ross.
2: Hi, uh, hi, Jane. Uh, I usually say good to be with you, but it's not good to be with no. you to talk about a topic like this. That's for sure.
1: How big a part did Palm Sunday play into yesterday's attacks?
2: Look, it, it was a big part of what took place, uh, and, and there was a reason why it took place. And it was uh, these are religious attacks on religious people. I mean, for those who don't know, the Coptic Church in the Middle East in Egypt is one of the oldest, oldest Christian churches in existence. They were established in 42 A.D. In the first century, when uh, Nero was ruling the Roman Empire, that is how long they've been around. You know, and at that time, Egypt was actually very much a Christian country, and it was run over not, uh, not much longer after that, and it turned Muslim. The population there now is uh, reported to be as low as 10% Christian, which would be about 9 million people, although some people suggest that's a low estimate. It's probably closer to 15 million. Uh, this was a message, an escalating message that's been sent over the last number of years that there's an attack going on Christians uh, in the Middle East.
1: What do we know about the suspect? And we we know, or at least we we take for uh, what ISIS has said, that they are claiming responsibility. But in terms of the actual suspect, is it just, is it a, a lone wolf? Is it lone wolves, I should say? Or is it people who were sent directly by ISIS?
2: No, this is people who were sent directly by ISIS. As part of a, an ever-increasing attacks that have been going on for the last four years or so against Christians, driving them out of certain parts of uh, Egypt. We're seeing uh, more ISIS and al-Qaeda types uh, bleeding their way across the border into Egypt, causing problems here. So this was very specific, and in fact, the statement that came out uh, from ISIS... Uh, is it reads quite plainly uh, Jane it says Crusaders and their apostate allies should know the bill between us and them is very big and they will pay for it with rivers of blood from their children God willing that's the statement from Isis on this and uh, we know that it was two suicide bombers and it's it's very interesting to watch Uh, there's actually video of the one suicide bomber Jane he basically walks to the front of uh, the one church and detonates his vest, standing right next to some women uh, and children. And it's right now it's going to be very difficult for these churches because they're on busy, crowded streets uh, where you can't do what most uh, installations would do, which would be block traffic uh, down the streets to the area. You'd put up bullards. You'd have to go through checkpoints to get on. They're not set up that way right now, so we're going to have to see what the government of Egypt does to protect these people.
1: Certainly, if you have any questions of Ross McLean, foremost security and terror expert, you're welcome to call in 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Ross always offers to come in, but we have a short amount of time with you today, Ross, so I didn't want you to come all the way to the Zoomerplex for just a few minutes. Uh, is concern heightened as a result of Holy Week in the Christian faith and Passover in the Jewish faith. Uh, Israel closed its borders to Palestinians. How much fear is out there specifically because of this week?
2: Well, there is a, a fear because what they've shown is they've shown an absolute reckless disregard to commit suicide, to take out and kill, as they claim, apostates, infidels, Christians and Jews. You know, one, one of the interesting things for the Islamic War, both Al-Qaeda al- and ISIS, is they absolutely hate, they absolutely hate the idea. And it's in their founding documents about Christians and Jews getting together uh, to help secure each other. They absolutely hate that. They want to do everything they can to split up Jews and Christians from working together. And of course, around the world, and even here in Canada, we've got uh, great cooperation between the two faiths, uh, looking out for each other. So there is heightened awareness. Uh, What we've seen is between this attack, you look at the one that took place in New Westminster, which was uh, simply someone driving a truck right over people. You look at the recent attack in Sweden where they purposely went to run down children, women, uh, with the truck, and now you see these attacks here. It's clear that they will attack the softest of targets with the most vile of weapons uh, to do it. So uh, these things can take place anywhere. So I I would suggest that uh, many, many... Uh, places of worship are going to be on high alert.
1: Should Christians and Jews conduct themselves differently while traveling to the Holy Land this week?
2: Listen, travel to the Holy Land. I've never had the pleasure of going. I know many people who have gone who are who are, uh, let's say, they're they're VIP type people, mm-hmm. and even they have uh, difficult times making sure that they meet meet the clearances and all of the the work that has to take place prior to it. Uh, So you definitely have to be on your guard. Now, in Israel, you're pretty lucky because they're pretty good at looking out for you, uh, but it still happens.
1: How involved are Canadian terror experts in what's happening overseas? How closely are are our experts monitoring the situation overseas?
2: Well, you know, one of the issues that I I take uh, concern with is is part of this war, this, this ISIS's war, this war on terror, Uh, Jane it's a propaganda war it is a media war for who gets attention and who gets uh, the video and who gets the film and certainly one of the issues we've seen here from from our government uh, is we've seen a complete downplaying of any Islamic terror a a complete downplaying of it they don't even use the words in the latest addressing of this these attacks in Egypt it was very well played as to be not necessarily a religious problem uh, that created all this was the information we saw put out the RCMP uh, they don't do PR on their terror work. They, they keep very, very quiet about it. But uh, listen, they're, they're under pressure to protect and look after us. We had, don't forget, back in uh, 2014, we had this very type of attack in a way when we had Patrice Vincent, our military man in uniform, run over in that town just outside of Montreal with mm-hmm. someone who was waiting for him, saw him in uniform, saw the chance, ran him over to kill him. So it can absolutely happen here. It can absolutely happen here.
1: Let's take a call. Earl in Oakville, you'd like to weigh in on the conversation? Go ahead.
2: Yeah, I'd I just like to make a comment. Maybe they should bomb these Muslim countries that are supporting ISIS. You know, hit
0: them at home where it counts. You know what I mean?
1: Well, and that, uh, Ross, is that a fair question? Do Which governments would we say specifically are supporting ISIS?
2: Well, I'll tell you, one easy place to look was you look at the seven countries that were on the ban list that mm-hmm. President Trump put out. All of those, you know, and once again, this is part of the media propaganda war. Some sides are spinning that as being, oh, they're the majority Muslims. It's a Muslim ban. It's this and that. No, you go look at each one of those countries. Each one of those countries has terrorist camps established in those countries to train terrorists, to recruit terrorists, to brainwash people to make bombs, to go kill people. Those countries all support and cover those camps. So those are the sort of things, you know, as the caller points out, that, you know, sometimes you have to go to the head of the snake to look and deal with this. But once again, if if they're winning the propaganda war and our government and other government and other media agencies are going along with this uh, to keep it quiet and just say that this is just something small, I mean, uh, that's a real problem. I mean, if if, if a bomb goes off today, uh, Jane, in a church somewhere, but it doesn't get reported in the media, did it really happen? You know, there's an old saying about that. If it doesn't get reported in the news, it didn't really happen. And the propaganda war is a real part of this war.
1: What about Syria? What do you expect to come out of this G7 meeting in Italy? Uh, Canada is part of this. Christian Freeland is there, as is Rex Tillerson, uh, the new uh, Secretary of Foreign Affairs for the U.S. Uh, Will there be some sort of resolution to get Russia out of bed with Syria, or what do you? I mean, it's, it's extremely complicated. You don't know whether the government is the terrorists there, or whether ISIS are the terrorists. It's, it's like everybody's a terrorist in Syria.
2: You, you know, you've pretty much nailed it. You can't. There's there's no team uniforms on anybody over there, and we're not sure exactly what everybody's interests are. Uh, on all the different sides who are fighting and doing it, we do know that there's been a lot of innocent people caught in the middle who are paying the price for these wars. And you know, to that end, it'll be it'll be up, I think, really to the United States to lead on this and to find a resolution to get everybody in line to make a deal that everybody can agree to need to get to a resolution of it. I mean, Russia is there. They're working with Iran and and Assad because they have very much interest in pipelines that go from all the natural gas that's down in that area. It has to go through Syria to get up to Europe, which is the second largest consumers of natural gas in the world. It's a huge marketplace. So there's lots of money. There's some energy wars behind this, and there's also some uh, religious uh, backing on this.
1: Ross McLean, before we say goodbye for today, uh, it's always... Well, it's heartening to end on a positive uh, note. Is there any good news in the war on terror?
2: Uh, you know, I, I can't say that I have good news on that. Um, you know, I, I will say this. In 2011, the Coptic Christians, when the Egyptian Revolution went on, they went out and they joined hands and they put a circle around the Muslims as they prayed. You know, if we were to see something, are we going to see Muslims coming up for Good Friday and this weekend? Uh, go out leaders, high-ranking leaders, join hands and surround these churches and protect them. Maybe that would be something that we could all say, you know, bravo to.
1: Yes. Ross, thank you, as always, for your time. Thanks, Jenny. Terror and security expert Ross McLean, right here in our city of Toronto.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.